0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I am your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I'm going to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And this episode number 287, I'm bringing back my friends, Haley Bain and Meredith Woodruff.
1: The best thing that they did for me is just they listened they continued to listen like every day, you know, because it wasn't getting better. And they just gave me that space to continue to suffer and not like feel like, okay, Meredith, like, we know this is hard for you. You're obviously struggling. But um, they did that. And then they just reminded me like, hey, this will end and reminded me of what is true. And that like, you really can make this because God is working in this. Like He has not left you. He, he is working in this situation. And that gave me a lot of hope. One thing uh, one specific friend said was "Like you are serving the Lord when you are holding your screaming baby, when you are in there trying to teach her how to go to sleep. That is service to the Lord. It's
0: been one of our most downloaded episodes. It was episode 199. If you haven't heard it. It was the first time I brought Haley and Meredith on the show. We talked about discipline and toddlers, and they were both uh, starting to have their second kids, and we wanted to talk about how do you manage this multi-kid thing. Well, now they're moving on. It's been two years, and they're starting to have their third kids, and we thought we'd have another conversation. There are some things they wanted to update y'all on. Uh, some realities have changed in their lives, and I thought it would be just an encouragement to y'all that you are not alone if your life is a little challenging, and I wanted them to share what they have found helpful. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Haley and Meredith, welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Woo! Hello. Hi. Hey. Okay, so Haley, you go. <laughs> you go first, so we know your voice.
2: Okay, this is Haley. Here I am. Here you are, pregnant. I'm pregnant, so you might hear me mouth-breathing. That's how you know it's Haley.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And how many kids do you have right now, Haley?
2: I've got two, two out and one in. And they're how old? Um, Jack is almost, he'll be five next month. Luke is a little over two. And then I'm 32 weeks gestation. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) With a little girl. Yes, with a girl. Oh, you figured it out! I know. I'm sorry, Heather. Way to go!
1: I mean, yeah,
2: proud of you. Proud
1: of you. Uh, and then Meredith, tell us about this your is crew. Meredith. Yes. Um, okay, so yes, I'm married. I do have a husband in Greece, and we have a four-year-old, an almost two-year-old, and a three-month-old. So we've had two kids since the last time we were on the podcast.
0: Yeah. So last time we talked in March, late March of 2018, I think Meredith was the one that was pregnant.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had like Luke was uh, seven weeks old or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So you had
0: just done the transition into multiple kids and little yeah.
2: kids. It was flawless.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Changed nothing. <laughs> and, you, we, and Meredith was new and she was like, what is this going to be like? And we were giving her <laughs> advice. Like she had the toddler, but not the baby yet. And now she has the three. That's right. So she's going to give you advice on. Yeah. I know all the things, all the Thanks. things. Give so us
1: all af- your things. Wait,
0: after that show went live, Haley, what was
2: life like? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to tone down my sarcasm. I apologize. Um, well, I, I like to say, Like the poop hit the fan, like a very few short weeks after recording that. So for two years now, I've been like, man, I'd really like to update all the things that I said and, you know, whether it was like discipline strategies or like thinking that I had a strategy or anything like that. But I vividly remember a day where my husband was um, at that point still working from home. I mean, currently we're all working from home. Yeah. And I went into his office and I was like, you're going to need to take over for a bit. I'm leaving the house. I'm not sure when I'll be back. And I just, it was like a hundred degrees outside. And I took Luke, I strapped him on and we went for a walk around the neighborhood. I put in my earbuds and I turned on don't mom alone and like just binged as many episodes as I could of all the discipline, all the toddler talk, all the things, Kirk Martin, everything. And was like, yes, yes. It was just like fist pumping. I'm fist pumping right now. Yeah. I'm like rocky, just trying to get back in the line. <laughs> yeah, things got real, real fast. So I'm excited to come back on and tell you how I conquered everything. <laughs> Not...
0: Well, that transition, I mean, it's one thing to go from no kids to one kid, mm-hmm. and it's another to add to, and, okay, can I really love more than one, Is, and then am I able to care for more than one, mm-hmm. and then you throw in a third in four years. Yeah. Yeah, it's different, and I think that humility, that's what I experienced. I don't know if that's kind of what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> There's coming, I mean, coming was, to the end of yourself. Yeah.
2: It's all hard. And I want, I'm married at the update, but like, I felt so overwhelmed with one child. Mm-hmm. I felt so overwhelmed with two childs. Two <laughs> childs. Yeah. The two it's childs. like midnight for me yeah. here. Yeah. No. So, um, it's, it's all hard. It is all hard. And so I never want anyone to think, well, you know, I just have, I just quote unquote, have one child. And why is this so hard? You know, Susie lady person over there has, you know, four kids and you just can't, you just can't. Yeah.
0: No, your heart is your heart. It's the same with the yes. Corona, like how you're grieving and the losses you have. We can't compare losses. Right. We can't compare difficulty. It, if it's hard for you, it's hard for you. It's right. just that humbling of, I thought, Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were doing okay. And I have never been so to the end of myself as X, Y, Z, whatever. And that could be at the first, at the second, at the third, whatever, at the 20th child. I don't know. Some Mm -hmm. people have different mark points. Mm -hmm. but So Meredith, um, how has it been for you in the last two years? You've added two kids (laughs) since we last talked. That's insane.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, it's I, I don't know. It's gone by really slow and really fast at the same time. But, um, you know, I feel like I went into when we were about to have Lucy thinking, you know, it's our third kid. Maybe it will just be whatever. But to my surprise, I mean, just right off the bat, I'd say this um, transition with Lucy has been the most difficult transition honestly, after she was born, we just experienced like a bunch of crises. And between the time she was she was hospitalized soon after I gave birth, like we went home, but then she had to go to the hospital. Uh, she was fine. But um, we were there for some days and then just some other circumstances happened. But one of the things was just like a normal baby thing. Like she just had horrible gas pain and reflux. For like three weeks so from the time she was like five to eight weeks old honestly were the darkest days of my life um she's 11 weeks old now and it's a totally different story praise god but pretty much from like 7 a.m to 11 p.m she would just scream and we just came to the absolute end of ourselves just She would hardly sleep. We were hardly sleeping. I wasn't eating for like two weeks. I just had zero appetite. We were just physically and emotionally exhausted. And and I can speak to like some things we did during that time and some things I wish I would have done. But yeah, so it's definitely been very difficult. Um, I'm glad we're doing this podcast now because I'd probably just be sitting here weeping, unable to answer that question. Mm. Um, Thankfully, like, She is a totally different baby now. And I so enjoy her. She's, you know, so we're in a totally different place. Obviously, things are still difficult. But I feel like I'm kind of on like cloud nine coming off of that. I'm like, dude, I'll take any kind of normal crazy over that because that was insane.
0: Okay, this is one of those sponsors that I have no problem talking about with my friends, even strangers. I was out front taking a walk and ran into some neighbors who I just met, and we ended up talking about Sun Basket, one of this month's sponsors. It's so yummy, it's so easy, and I just love telling people about it because the food I made made such an impression on my husband. He keeps bringing it up. He says, hey, how about you make that thing again that you made? And I have to remind him, you remember that came from Sunbasket. Uh So what is it? Well, basically, they send you all the ingredients that you need to make delicious recipes. And you can choose if you want gluten-free, Mediterranean, what kind of meat you want in it. Uh, and they make it super simple. So I was able to cook a really delicious Moroccan chicken and cream sauce with sweet potato mash without a lot of work and my husband just kept commenting how healthy it tasted but really flavorful. He kept saying how flavorful because all the sauces come in these cute little containers that I want to reuse for other things. They're that high quality even their packaging. We were able to recycle everything, the all the boxes and the even the way the ice packs were made. Super creative. Bonus points, right now they're offering $35 off your order if you go to sunbasket.com slash DMA and enter the promo code DMA at checkout. So that's sunbasket.com slash DMA, enter the code DMA at checkout and you'll get $35 off your order. sunbasket.com slash DMA and enter that promo code DMA. All right, let's get back to my chat with Meredith and Haley. Well, I appreciate your honesty because what I hear from moms is, am I doing something wrong because it's so hard? Like this darkness, this challenge, this baby screaming all day because of gas. I mean, that was for me, that was my fourth. And I thought, mm-hmm. you would think, like, at this point, throw me a bone. Like, let's yeah. have an easy baby now. Like, this would be a good time. And it's not always, I mean, we're not trying to scare you, Haley. And I'm I'm plenty scared. You're
2: plenty. <laughs> I've scared her enough with my scared enough uh, crying. This, this train is going one
0: direction, so <laughs> well, I just I think that the key is that what could happen is Haley's little girl could show up and be easy peasy, beautiful, piece of cake. Yeah. And then there's this feeling that we can have as moms walking side by side in these journeys of like, well, that's not fair. Or did I do something wrong? Or what's wrong with me? And so for that mom out there who can say, well, I remember Meredith saying it was hard for her. And I think that sharing each other's stories and having people you can talk to about it is so important. And so I'm glad that y'all had each other. Were you reaching out to people, Meredith? Were you, did you even have the bandwidth for that? Or were people having to come mm-hmm. to you and say, I've noticed that you haven't been checking in.
1: No, I was absolutely reaching out. I mean, praising God for Marco Polo, but there was a few friends that on the daily, I just I literally told them I said, I hate this. Like this is horrible. I need help. Like and I thankfully had a friend who she had her third a few months ago. Um and I just said like you've got to like give me some hope because this is horrible. You know, and the really the best thing that they did for me is just They listened. They continued to listen like every day, you know, because it wasn't getting better and they just gave me that space to continue to suffer and not like feel like, okay, Meredith, like we know this is hard for you. You're obviously struggling, but um, they did that. And then they just reminded me like, Hey, this will end and reminded me of what is true and, that like you really can make this because God is working in this. Like he has not left you. He, he is working in this situation. And that gave me a lot of hope. And then I'll share this one last thing. One thing uh, one specific friend said was like you are serving the Lord when you are holding your screaming baby, when you are in there trying to teach her how to go to sleep, that is service to the Lord. And like I mean, of course, during that time, like there was no time for me to be like in the Bible, like, you know, doing 30 minute quiet times. Like I was surviving, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyways, that was a big encouragement to me. And there, there was a, also a specific passage specifically that was really that I just clung to during that time. What is in it? Lamentations. Lamentation. Lamentations, and Lamentations 3. It says, so essentially it's like the fall of Jerusalem, like things are very, very bad during this time. But in verse 16, it says, he has made my teeth grind on gravel and made me cower. This is like, I'm like so resonating with this during this time (laughs) and made me cower in ashes. My soul is bereft of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. So I say, my endurance has perished. So has my hope from the Lord. And so I'm like, yep, I feel your brother. And then it says this, it says, but this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion," says my soul. Therefore I will have hope in him. And that text is what carried me through like three weeks of just hell. And honestly, like, I love the part that it's just expressing how bad things are, but then it says, but this I call to mind. And like, that was what got me through that time is you can endure suffering so many ways, but to endure it well, you have to call onto the promises of God. There's not another way that I've found to endure anything well. And so anyways, that was a gift that God gave to me just in that passage. I don't even know how he came across it, but I loved that you make my teeth grind on gravel. I literally would have rather ground on gravel than experience that. <laughs> wow.
0: I mean, and, and Was what that I, too much. No, I think it's real. And it's, it's so true that over and over in the Psalms with David and I've been reading through Jeremiah, like it's this honesty or I actually I'm in Habakkuk right now, which, you know, at the supper, Beast in the in the heavenlies, I'm, I'm sitting next to a back. I can say I read your book. Um, he's wrestling with God. It's him talking to God and saying, "I'm not seeing your justice. Where are you? Have you are you forgotten about me?" He's honest, and that's the thing. It's being honest and bringing that wrestling and and they said you can't wrestle without embracing. So you're hanging on to God. Please show me your character is true that you have not changed, that you are still the God who, and yet we can be honest about, I'd rather be chewing on gravel than this. It's not like he's clueless that that's hard for you. He's present and he's with you in it. But us reminding ourselves of who he is while we're in it gives us the endurance to persevere through it. You know that Foundations book? Have you seen that going around that's by Ruth Simons and Troy Simons? It's basically mm-hmm. for parents of like older kids to work through during we, – we read it during after dinner, during dinner. Mm-hmm. And we were reading about encouragement. And instead of it just being like, oh, you're so great. You're such a great mom, Meredith. It's building up courage with truth. And that's what that was for you. The truth was yeah. nothing can separate you from God's love. No screaming baby your hope comes from him and your strength comes from him. And that's the courage that you need built up in you is based on the truth of who God is. Because if I just say you're such a great mom, that's not going to be. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't build you up. That That means nothing to me. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's a really good reminder. If we're walking alongside a friend who's struggling to not just, placate her with those words, but to mm-hmm. actually hand her God's truth. And, yeah, and I think that you had a friend that close who kind of gets it because if you'd come to me, when I see your pictures of your sweet little people, I'm like, yeah, you think it's Oh, it's awesome. going to go so fast. I, <laughs> I'm literally saying the things that I hated people saying to me. And yet yeah. there is this like, I don't even know how to, I mean, everyone says the whole, you know, the days are long, the years are short. I more feel like the days and the years are long for a long time. And then in one blip, everything shifts. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like we were trucking along and we were in the little kid stage for a decade or more. And then it was like blip and now we're in a totally different stage. And I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. know how to explain it, but so when I see with your people, I remember that it was hard, but it's harder for me to empathize with what that actually felt like, the desperation.
1: You forget, you really
0: do. And I don't know if that gives hope that you forget, but you do. Several of you have reached out to me this week about our next sponsor. If you are a parent who wants to practice a daily time of family worship in your home, and you recognize the value of it, but you're struggling to figure out how to put a plan into practice. Well, let me point you to a great resource. It's called Exploring the Bible Together by David Murray. He's a pastor, counselor, and father of five, and his goal is to bring joy and regularity to family devotions by giving families a clear plan and direction as they set out to explore God's Word. In this book there are 52 weekly expeditions and each one features a short passage of scripture, two discussion questions, a brief application lesson and a short prayer prompt. It's perfect for families with children ages 6 to 12. Exploring the Bible together gives an overview of the story of the Bible from the creation of the universe in Genesis 1:1 to the culmination of redemption and revelation. It's interactive and engaging. And now through June 1st, 2020, Don't Mom Alone listeners can pick up a copy of Exploring the Bible Together, along with a selection of ESV children's Bibles for 40% off with a free Crossway Plus membership. For more information, visit crossway.org slash DMA eight. That's the number eight. Crossway.org slash DMA eight. Oh, so then Haley, for you, and since we've last recorded, I mean, you've already mentioned that poop hit the fan (laughs) related to discipline. But I know that in our conversations, it hasn't just been kid-related stress. It's been balancing life and supporting your spouse as he did Mm -hmm. some job transitions and then launching your own business. What would you think is like the – biggest stressful pain point like what pushed you to the end of yourself when it came to the, that the, juggle like what did juggle. you discover and finally setting it down there had to be like a point where you're like I'm believing this lie that's what's forcing me to not sleep and not take care of yeah. myself and what was that
2: it's you know just just thinking because when and not just in in like I feel weird saying like in business because I'm, <laughs> look at me, I have all this business advice. Um, but you can continually push and push and push and put in things. It's it's something, you know, when my husband will look over at me and it's 11 o'clock at night and we're on the couch typing away trying to do stuff. And he's like, do you have much more to do? And I just kind of laugh. I'm like, I have all the things to do, (laughs) you know, and it's, it's whether I'm talking about my business or talking about like stuff with our house or, you know, paying bills or just all the things. And I just remember feeling like I was failing in every single corner of my life and all my identities, identity as a wife, um, because we're sitting on the couch typing away like seven nights a week instead of connecting in my ability to parent my children, you know, giving them all my attention and not looking at my phone, trying to answer comments and get stuff out. And then I'm exhausted the next morning and I'm barking at them and it's not their fault. And, you know, just different things, that I led through the church and just feeling like I'm dropping the ball there and dropping the ball with friends because, you know, who has time for that? So, you know, I can't, I couldn't remember the last time I, you know, my kids went on a play date or anything like that. And so I think just that realization that I have had spread myself so thin to where I really felt like I was just failing everywhere and then the lie of telling myself that i am a failure and that i can't do it do everything right and i you know someone would make a comment on like have you ever thought of doing this with your business and i'm like yes i've thought about it i would love to do it i'm a one-woman show you know, and it's like, all right, why don't you hire someone? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, all the All yeah. right, I mean, we need the, we need the cash. It's yeah, like, so it's just I have like all if this I just, indispensable income, I can just get If out I just people. had yeah. more time because then, yeah. So mm-hmm. I think just believing that lie that I had to do all the things with perfection, even though no one had asked me to, and to not show myself any grace, it's just... I don't know the way, the way that I, I was talking to myself, you know, was like worst case scenario. And I had, you know, this internal voice saying all the negative things and people are thinking this about you and thinking that about you. And in reality, like none of my friends would ever say that no one would ever say that. Like I am my own worst critic and just truly not believing what God had for me in this. And then also seeing just what a gift it was that I could do this business and I could have it be what I want it to be. I could ramp it up, ramp it down and no one's knocking down my door saying, where are my maxi dresses? So I'll start doing that. Hey, where's where's my maxi dress? I know. (laughs) Oh, my, my, just my,
0: mask. Where's my but, mask.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you say mask or masky dress, which could be a new thing? Who know, let's see how this pandemic <laughs> pans out.
0: I appreciate you being honest because I think that we all have those moments of internal sabotage, criticism, failure, and it sounds like at some point you were either okay with that or you just told yourself that wasn't true to kind of realign expectations
2: well, for yourself? I, that w- I think that would have been great if I had, um, if it had just like dawned on me or, you know, I, I really sought the Lord and was listening really <laughs> intently and had all this quiet time of reflection or not even that, or just what happened was my body was basically like, you know. The end. I'm going to, sh- yeah, I'm going to shut this down. Yeah. So I can't really argue with, all of that and it just wasn't physically possible. And you know what? Like I still have a business. Things are still happening. You know, I've got two crazy boys trying to like rip the sheetrock off of every wall. And.
0: No, I get the walls repaired and then the holes come back. Yes. And I, I don't know how many, if behind every door, you know, when you can open it and it's supposed to catch it with that little spring thing, mm-hmm. yeah. doorstop. hmm not no. ours
2: no no and so it's I'll really get it repaired
0: where the handle has gone through the wall and then wouldn't you know it just takes another time it's side
2: note they make these little circle things they're yeah. real they're real beautiful um but they're like little plastic circle things I'm staring at one right now from our room because that happened and you just whenever the door gets pushed into the wall somehow it's the plastic thing you put it's a plastic like, thing in the hole no it's it's like it's flat against the wall And it's like a patch, but it's like it catches the door, so it will no longer go through the sheetrock. So I've invested in those, and I'll have a pretty house in (laughs) 25 years. (laughs)
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, okay, so we've talked about these things, the hard things y'all have walked through, the holes in our walls. And are there any things that are hard right now in parenting that you want to talk through a little bit?
2: Currently – We are working on uh, working toward having the boys share a room to make way for baby. And I think that Luke, our two year old, is going to think that's the best thing ever. And Jack, the almost five year old, literally what he is saying is, But I need my own space. I like alone time. (laughs) Um, What about my own space? Why can't you share a room with? Luke, like all these things. And he's just, we were, Brian and I were, we we're going to pull the trigger this past weekend and combine the rooms and everything. And then we kind of stopped. And we're like, we haven't really done a great job of preparing Jack for this big transition. And we want them to have some time before the baby gets here. We're right before D-Day. So just wondering, you know, and, and earlier today, I was actually talking to Jack about about it and saying like, you know, you and Luke have such a special relationship and trying to, like, he's going to, he's your forever friend and trying to give him all this talk. And he was, it was like in one ear and out the other. he's like, Yeah. yeah, but I want my own room. Yeah. So any thoughts on like how, and I've thought, you know, we've, we've discussed like all these four different options at different price points of like how we could have a really big surprise, you know, that makes it, Really exciting, like some kind of new bed or something, but that's an investment. You know, we can't really make right now, and so just wondering, like thoughts on yes. that?
0: <laughs> no, I remember every time we had a new baby, this being like a conversation uh-huh. point. Um, and we did move price in with Quade, my second, and with my oldest. You know, I think they we had a bed with a trundle, and. They actually both slept in the twin for years and years. They just were really close friends. But I can't remember the language we used around it. I do think that it helps. um, If if he's communicating, he needs his space because he's more probably the introvert of the two. I remember feeling pressure to make this choice and then realizing, but a baby stays in a bassinet for like three months. Yeah. So I think it was with our transition to the fourth kid that we waited and didn't move anybody until after, but it was a really stressful thing because you want to nest and you want to get that baby's room ready. And especially if you're having a girl and you want to have girly things. And so it was like this, I don't know. I just felt really unsettled because it wasn't quite, Ready for the baby yet? Right. Um, So there's that option is waiting. And then there there is the option of the two year old and the baby sharing a room, but that is like really stressful because if the baby wakes up, the two year old. Right. So my other option I'm thinking is what if you
2: brainstorm. Remodel the house.
0: (laughs) Brainstorm with Jack Uh some space that you have, and now I know it's very limited. I I, I, I know your house, I know your house for my introvert in this sheltering in place scenario that we have where everyone's everywhere. Mm -hmm. We cleared out his whole closet and we have like a bookcase in the hallway. We have his dresser was in his closet. Now it's in his room. And he got to create his own little, he calls it the lounge. And it's in the closet and he has a beanbag chair in there and his beanie booze and some yearbooks. I don't know why there's yearbooks in there, but when he is so overwhelmed with all the people, he goes into his lounge and he feels better. So I don't know if Jack's place, I don't know what Jack Jack's place looks like, but yeah. brainstorming a curtain of some kind, even if there could be some like corner of the room or a tent.
2: Yeah, I don't know, it's but okay. I can...
0: I just see Luke wanting to be there with
2: him. So. Yes, he does. No, it was, it was funny the other day because Jack went into his room and he said, you know, Mommy, can I have some alone time right now? And I was like, sure. And so he's going into his room and then Luke like paraded in his room going, alone time, alone time, alone time. and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not aware of what alone time means yet, Luke. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, and currently the current situation is with Brian working from home now, he's teaching classes from Jack's room. Oh, so Malanta. he has like a makeshift desk. And so I know that that's weighing on him as well of like, he's already sharing his room during the day with daddy. Yeah. So it's just Well, like- and maybe daddy and,
0: and the new baby could share the room.
2: Yes. Yeah. And that's the plan of he's going to go over there. It's going to be fabulous.
0: And maybe so- he, because he doesn't know that part of the plan that's overwhelming. Like everyone's going in Jack's room and (laughs) and (laughs) everyone, come on. Well, I think that concept of the, when you add the kids space has to shift Mm -hmm. is a physical thing, but it is also an emotional thing. Yeah. And that transition for everyone, because you both will have middle kids. So Owen and Luke, Mm -hmm. Oh, like the Wilson brothers. That's how we planned it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're the middle kids and they kind of get lost in the shuffle. It's a real thing. Mm -hmm. So doing that mommy time, like we talked about in our last episode for them is going to be vitally important and they're going to do whatever it takes to get attention, negative or otherwise. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Well y'all, it is so late and you are need your sleep to grow the brain you're growing and feed all the people you're feeding. And so I appreciate your honesty and just, being back with me again, we're going to have to do another check-in, maybe sooner than two years, because who knows how many kids y'all have in two years.
2: I mean, oh, billions. my word. Minivan is full. But no. Minivan is full. The, shop is, <laughs> no. the, is the biological full. shop, anyways. <laughs> you guys both have minivans,
1: right? Uh, Yeah. yeah. I recently joined the club. All the cool it's kids. amazing.
2: We've been planning yeah. a, a photo shoot. It was going to be with our pregnant bellies. Mm. in our minivans and then it just keeps changing things keep happening pandemics keep happening they keep
0: happening i saw a thing today it was an eight-year-old saying to his mom mom can you be nicer to me this is my first pandemic
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's
0: amazing we all need that it's our first one this is your first time to mother three little kids okay be nice to yourself there you go Whether you have little ones in your home still or you are just wrapping up the school year, I hope that this was an encouragement that we need each other, that we need God, we need encouragement, we need one another to point us to the courage that comes to the truth of who God is. So I'm gonna pray over us and I'm gonna use the Lamentations passage that meant so much to Meredith. I'm gonna pray that over us. Thank you, Lord, that when we are without peace, and we have forgotten what happiness is, when we feel like we don't have any endurance left, we've even forgotten where our hope comes from. We thank you that you remember us, that you remember us when we are afflicted and we're wandering, that you come to us and bring us hope because your steadfast love, God, never ever ceases. Your mercies never stop. Every morning we have a new chance because you are faithful. You are my portion. And so my hope is in you, not in my circumstances, not in the temporary trials that today brings, but God, in you alone. I thank you that the faith that believes in Jesus dying and rising again is the same faith that reminds me I will resurrect from this time right now. That you have the power to give me the perseverance I need for the next 30 minutes, the next hour, the next half of the day, the next week, months, years. You are the one who endures us moment to moment. I pray that we would lean into you and in whatever transition or trial we are walking through right now. In Jesus' name, Amen. I don't know about y'all, but I am struggling to get the energy up to, to crawl across the finish line of the school year, let alone get revved up for the summer and making it memorable, bearable, enjoyable, all the ables. But one resource I was thinking I would share with you, especially in light of what Haley and Meredith said and just their relationship and how community has been so helpful in walking them through hard things is our podcast clubs. If you haven't heard of them, you basically listen to the podcast, your friends listen to it on your own. And then when you get together, you discuss it. And whether you get together in person, six feet apart, sitting in a circle outside, enjoying whatever beverage you bring, or if you do it virtually, we give you an excuse to get together and we leave all of those details up to you. But we want to support you. And so, Sarah Jane has created discussion questions for all the episodes. And we have a summer of mentorship coming up, which is basically republished episodes from mentors. And we give questions. And it's a package, six weeks starting in July, to kind of give you something that you could promote to your friends and say, hey, do you want to do this? So that option is available. Go to don'tmomalone.com forward slash join. And when you go to that page, you'll see a place to put your email address in which will connect you with our Facebook group and get you those questions. And just if you have any support that you need, like if you wanna know how people do this, you can ask questions there. The other leaders are so great at supporting one another. So there's an option for you. Thanks y'all you for listening to the show and sharing with your friends. You are making ripples. Don't mom alone ripples when you enjoy an episode and you tell people about it. It just helps the show grow and God's word spread across the world. Every country in the world, the show has been downloaded because y'all are so great about sharing it. So thank you. I hope you have a fantastic week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to DontMomAlone.com.